You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. As you see, that come with me to the book of Psalms, chapter number 102, verse 13. Psalms 102, verse 13. And we read in the Passion Translation, it says, I know you are about to arise and sow your tender love to Zion, the church. Now is the time. Everybody say, now is the time. For your compassion and mercy to be poured out. The appointed time, everybody say appointed time, has come for your prophetic promises to be fulfilled. Now, in the beginning of this year, Apostle Allen released a prophetic word. It is the year of enhancement, elimination, and expansion. If you look at a year, it's made up of 12 months. It literally has three cycles of four months, right? And prophetically, I believe the first three, four months, the first cycle was time of enhancing. I don't know who of you experienced it, but I've enhanced in those four months. And then the second cycle of four months was the time of elimination. I needed to cut some things away, some things that weren't necessary for the next season. And now prophetically, I believe we've entered into the last four months of this year, and this is the time of expansion. And so I wanna preach to you this morning on the subject of divine expansion. Divine expansion. I want you to understand that you and I, we live in what we call chronological time. We have seconds and we have minutes and we have hours and we have days and we have weeks and we have months and years and, and decades and centuries. We live in time, right? But you have to understand that God is not subject to time. God is not subject to time. And so what God is going to do within the next four months in our lives, He's going to create a Kairos moment in chronological time. Uh, you have to understand that you've entered, when you step into September, you've entered into a time of expansion. You, you, you've entered into a time of growth. You've entered into a time of enlargement. You've entered into a time where God is about to propel you and take you further than you've ever been before. Uh, this is the time of expansion. I want you to look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, Get ready for expansion. Say neighbor, get ready for divine expansion. Say neighbor, get ready to go further than you've ever been before. Say neighbor, get ready to grow like you've never grown before. Say neighbor, get ready to enlarge like you've never enlarged before. Say neighbor, God is about to break and destroy all limitations and all boundaries on your life because you are in the time of divine expansion. I need you to hear the word of the Lord this morning. This is a Kairos moment. 
as a church, as a home shell, as a leader, as a business, you will see the greatest growth in the next four months. It is the appointed time. This is a Kairos moment for us. It's a moment in chronological time where God is releasing what He's already done. I need you to hear this. It's not that God still needs to do this for you, family. No, it's already done. That contract is already yours. That house is already yours. That business expansion is already yours. That baby you've been waiting for and labored for is already yours. Uh, uh, it's already yours. There's buildings around here that Apostle has prophesied. It already belongs to us. It is the time of divine expansion. The appointed time. What God's about to do for you and I, no man can do it. No organization can do it. This is a work of God. Everybody say divine expansion. Lay your hand on your head and say divine expansion. Come on, say divine expansion. Come on, say divine expansion. Deuteronomy chapter number one from verse six to eight. The Lord our God spoke to us in Hebron, Herob, saying, you have dwelled here long enough. This is not for everybody, maybe just for five of you. Wherever you have been, it is over. Amen. That season of drought, that season of lack, that season of failing, that season of calamity, that season of chaos, it is over. You have dwelled here long enough. God is actually saying, if you read it in plain English, enough is enough. You're coming out of the season of drought. You're coming out of the season of lack. You are moving into God's preordained destiny for your life. You have dwelt here long enough. I came to tell you when you leave this service, you're not leaving in the same circumstances that you came here. You're not leaving with the same balance in your bank account that you came here with. You're not leaving with the same business. You're not leaving with the same marriage. You're not leaving with the same family. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but you're definitely not going to the same place because God is about to enlarge you, about to expand you, about to increase you. As is your part, dear brothers, what someone may stem and say, that is my time for vergrooting. It's your time. Uh, you know, sometime in our lives, like this morning, God comes with a prophetic word. He comes with a word in a time where it looks like uh, you're not supposed to increase. Uh, it looks like you're not supposed to go forward because many people, they feel like they are stuck. In other words, you, you're not where you used to be and you're also not where you want to be, but you know where you are is not, uh, it's not the comfortable place. And the enemy is trying to tell you, just stay here, it's okay. And that's what happened here. When they got to Herob, they got stuck because sometimes when God gives you a profound promise of expansion, the enemy comes with a counterfeit. In other words, at Herob there was water, at Herob there was accommodation, at Herob there was food, but Herob was not the promised land. And there are many people here this morning, you had a place called Herob. You have enough. 
You have water, you have food, you have accommodation, but there is no abundance, there is no surplus, there is no more than enough. And what God is saying, do not fall for the counterfeit. Your time at Herob is over. I have given you a land full of milk and honey. Uh, don't get stuck at Herob. Uh, look at what he says to them. He says to them, you have dwelled here long enough. Then he tells them what the promise actually is. Turn and take your journey and go to the mountains of the Amorites, to all the neighboring places in the plain and in the mountains and in the lowland, in the south and on the sea coast, to the land of the Canaanites and to the Lebanon, as far as the great the river Ephrates. See, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord sought to your fathers, to Abram, Isaac, and Jacob, to give to them and their descendants after them. Don't get stuck at Horeb. You have to get unstuck this morning. Horeb is not the promised land. Horeb is not the place flowing with milk and honey. Horeb is not the place of abundance. So it's time for you to move. You have dwelt here long enough. I want to say to you, categorically, you must not miss this. That whatever is contrary to the word of God and the promises of God in your life right now, it comes to an end now in this season, now in this moment in Jesus' name. You know, if you look at it, we've just entered the ninth month. Now, a cycle for you to carry a baby full is nine months. You are in the month of giving birth. That's why the enemy has been putting so much pressure on you. That's why the enemy has tried to distract you. That's why when you looked left and you looked right and you looked to the back and you looked to the front, it seemed like everywhere pressure is coming. Why? Because the enemy knows you're about to give birth. You're in that season of giving birth to what God has impregnated you with. You're in a time of great expansion. Great expansion. Come with me to the book of Isaiah 43. And we're going to look at verse 18 and 19. It says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Family, for you and I to fully move into the season of expansion and to give birth to what God has impregnated us with, we're going to have to cut the umbilical cord of the past. We're going to have to do that. We cannot want to move into God's destiny for our lives, holding on to what has happened in the past. And so whatever has happened within the last eight months of this year, you have to cut that umbilical cord. You have to break free from whatever is holding you back. You have to. Because one of the reasons why people are stuck and they cannot take possession of the promises of God for their lives, it's because they hold on to old things. If you have to forgive this morning, forgive. If you have to let go this morning, let go. It is not worth it for you and I to hold on to things that has already happened. 
Are you with me, family? I will do a new thing. Behold, I will do a new thing. Many of us, we've been stuck in the old. And God is saying, I want to usher something into your life that has not been there before. But in order for you to see the new, you have to get rid of the old. And so if you want new furniture, get rid of the old furniture. Uh, if, if you want, many of you know this, if you want a new color, you, you, you paint over that old color. Uh, if you want a new car, you got to get rid of the old car. And so we know how to get rid of old things in the natural to usher in something new. But in the realm of the spirit, it works exactly the same way. You got to get rid of the old hurt, the past disappointments, the past offenses in order for God to usher you into the new. Everybody say, new thing come on shout new thing now it shall spring forth shall you not know it I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert you have to let go look at yourself and say self let go of the past it's time for you to move forward Come with me to the book of Isaiah chapter number 60 verse 22. Isaiah chapter number 16 verse 22. The smallest one will become a thousand, a big clan, and the least one a mighty nation. I, the Lord, will quicken it in its appointed time. I, the Lord, will quicken it in its appointed time. Time. You know, in big corporate companies, there is protocol that needs to be adhered to in order to get approval for something. So you first go to the first protocol and then they approve it and then it goes to the second protocol. And then eventually when it ends up at the person's desk that really needs to sign off, maybe weeks has passed, you know. And sometimes the process at these big companies, if you work for a corporate company, sometimes can be frustrating because you know you need this to be done now. Because everything is right. The opportunity is right. The moment is right. But now you have to follow protocol. You have to submit it first year. And then this department signs it off and it goes to this department. And then this, and eventually once you have all the signatures, now only you can do it. But here God is saying that I will make it happen. I will quicken it again in its time. In other words, you're not about to go from one department to another department and eventually the approval will get to God three weeks later. No, God is saying, come straight to me and I will make this happen immediately, instantaneously, quickly, accelerated speed. So God is saying, I'm cutting out the middleman. I'm cutting out everybody that's about to delay your expansion and I'm about to quicken it for you I'm about to do it for you you have access to the giver of divine expansion divine expansion say divine expansion Uh, Proverbs 13 verse 12 says unrelenting disappointment leaves your heart sick but a sudden good break can turn your life around you're about to see some suddenlies I said, you're about to see some suddenlies uh, in every area of your life. I, I need you to hear this. It's, it's sometimes, you know, you feel like spiritually you're growing. 
And financially, where's the money, Lord? Who's ever felt like that? Felt like you're in the Lord, you're praying, you're worshiping, uh, but, but where's the money, Lord? And it feels like you, you're coming to church and you're tithing and you're giving and you're sowing and you're praying, but, but it seems like only this area, Lord. And what I hear in the Spirit is, this is not just spiritually for you. Every area of your life is about to experience divine expansion. What I actually hear is the way you look in the spirit is how you look in the natural. Uh, this is not for everybody, only for those that know they look good in the spirit. <laughs> those of you that are praying and that are worshiping and that are faithful and that are tithing and that are serving and that are doing what God wants you to do. You know in the realm of the spirit, you are a Gabor. You're, you're, you're representing the fullness of God. You're about to see that in the realm of the natural. The way you look in the realm of the spirit is a what is about to reflect in the realm of the natural. Uh, uh, everybody say sudden. Say, I'm ready for suddenlies. Come with me to the book of Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54, and we read from verse 2 to 4. And, and let me give you some context. God is speaking to the Israelites. And it's in one of the most difficult times. This word comes when they were in Babylonian captivity. And so, isn't it amazing that when God gives you a word, nothing in reality reflects that word when God says you are healed it seems like you still have symptoms that's why the Bible says let the weak say I am strong let the poor say I am wealthy and so God gives them this word they they've been in captivity for around about 70 years now and the word of the Lord comes via the prophet Isaiah and while they're in captivity while they couldn't grow while they were suppressed while there was lack while there was bondage, while they were stuck under the Babylonian empire in bondage, in captivity. This is the word the Lord gave Isaiah for the people of Israel. He says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Everybody say, do not spare. Now just imagine you're the Israelites. You're sitting in captivity. You've been under Babylonian rulership for almost 70 years. And the Lord is giving you a word. It's time to enlarge. And you're almost like, God, haven't you seen I've been here for 70 years? A slave. I've been here for 70 years in Babylonian captivity. But this is sometimes where people get stuck. Because you cannot look at your natural trying to justify what God is saying about you in the realm of the spirit. You cannot. You, you're wondering why is the enemy fighting me so much? Why is the enemy coming against me so much? He's heard the word. And so the enemy has sense enough. He knows that even though you're not there yet, he knows once God has spoken here, it's already done. 
And so the enemy is not fighting you based over where you are now. He's not fighting you based over where you are currently. No, he's intensified his warfare against you. Why? Because God has given you a word now, but he's fighting you on the level where you're about to go to. And so that's why you cannot give up. There are many of you here, you're not fighting just for a new car or for a new house or for a new business deal. No, you're fighting to change the trajectory of your family. You're fighting to break a generational curse. You're fighting to break poverty that has been in your lineage for so long. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but you're fighting for a generation. You're fighting for people that are coming after you that never again has to face the same things you are facing right now. Uh, uh, That's what you're fighting for. Uh, That's what you're pushing for in the realm of the Spirit. And so he says, do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall, you shall, you shall, come on shout it, you shall, you shall, until everybody shouts, I'll go on. Uh, You shall, you shall, But we're in captivity. We're in Babylonian oppression. You shall expand. Even though there is no natural indication that you're about to fall pregnant, you shall expand. Even though there's no natural indication that your business is about to have multiple outlets, you shall expand even though there is no natural evidence that you're about to do your honors and then your masters and then your doctorates and then eventually you end up to be a professor you shall expand even though it seems like your home shell has been stuck at four members and then it's three members and then it looks like there's growth because you've just gone to five members and then the fifth member doesn't come back I'm here to tell every home shell leader all over the campuses you shall expand I'm here to tell every single campus Paul, Durbanville, City, Claymont, Stellum boss and everyone that is watching I'm telling you it's time for expansion every building is too small to contain the people that God is about to send into the Bay Christian family church every building is too small so every single building it's time for those buildings to act to expand and and so for you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced. In other words, once you go on the road of this expansion, it's going to continue. God's gonna let, He's not going to let you grow and then stop the growth. No, once you start now, it's going to be continuous. For you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth. And you will not remember the reproach of the widowhood anymore. In order for you to fully take hold of what it is that the Lord is saying to you this morning, you got to listen with the ear of the Spirit. Because God is about to 
bring great enlargement in your life. And many of you know it. You've sensed it. You know what you called for. And you know it's not small. You know it. You know your business is supposed to operate on international levels. I need you to hear me this morning. You know your family is supposed to tithe millions of friends. You know you've overstayed your welcome at the house where you are currently. You know it. You know it. You're stepping into a time of expansion. And what you've currently fought for, what you used to struggle to get a hold of, will no longer be. It will not be a fight for you anymore. Will not be a struggle for you anymore. It's over. And so in Genesis chapter number 12, when Abram was 75 years old, God gives him a word. He says to him, I'll make you a great nation. I'll make your name great. He says, and I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. And through all the nations of the earth, you shall be called blessed. At the age of 75, God gives him this word. But you know, Pastor Josh, 11 years later, when he was 86 years old, in Genesis chapter number 16, the child has not yet come. 75, he gets the promise. 86, 11 years later, Sarah says, maybe God has forgotten. Maybe God has forgotten about his promise to you. Maybe you are sitting here and you know without a shadow of a doubt, you've heard God. But it seems like when you move forward, he pulls you back, the devil. You know what God has given you as a potential. And the enemy is putting thoughts of quitting and giving up into your mind. 11 years later at the age of 86, Sarah says to him, God has forgotten about the promise. Take the maid servant, Haggai. And he takes her and they have a baby called Ishmael. Sometimes the number one enemy of the promises of God not being fulfilled in our lives is our inability to wait on God. Even the devil knows that's why he's fighting you so hard. Once God has given the promise, it is done. That's why he's not fighting you over where you are now. He's fighting you as if you've already seen the promise manifest in the natural because the devil knows once God has spoken, it is done. And so I'm asking you this morning, do not quit. Do not give up. And so at 86, God comes to him 11 years later. God says, I got to change something here with Abram. He changed his name. At 99 years old, 24 years later. He says, you will not longer be called Abram. 
you'll be called Abraham. In other words, I need you to declare over yourself, Abraham, what heaven has already done. And so what Abram couldn't see manifest in 24 years, after God changed his name from Abram to Abraham, one year later, Isaac was born. What couldn't happen in 24 years because Abram wasn't speaking right. God did in one year. 99 years old, 24 years later from the initial promise. God changed his name. And as he begins to declare, I'm Abraham. I'm father of many nations. Sarah fell pregnant. One year later, Isaac was born. Do not give up. You cannot. 